matter, kid? Don't you like clowns? Why? Don't we make you laugh? Aren't we? Come play with us, Danny. Bad luck to kill a seabird. Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Horror Flicks and Guitar Picks Podcast. I'm your host, Trashmouth, and this week, my guest is the one and only musician and songwriter, Bobby Keller. Now, real quick disclaimer, me and Bobby recorded this interview before he left the band Mechanism, so we're going to talk about the band like he's still with them, but uh, he recently departed, so just a heads up on that. Don't forget to go follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and here's the interview. How's it going, man? Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Tim. I appreciate it so much. Of course, I'm glad to have you. So, uh, if you don't mind, just tell me a little bit of how you linked up with Mecca and the rest of the guys to form Mechanism. Oh man, so uh, you know, back in 2010, uh, you know, I met Mecca uh, here in Orlando, Florida, and uh, we just kind of had this instant, you know, friendship bond type thing. And they had inter- uh, asked me to audition uh, for the band uh, as you know, like a jam session kind of thing, and uh, it yeah. ended up working out. And I got this surprise question, you know, because I didn't really know it was an audition, but yeah, uh, you know, she was like, hey, you know, would you like to play guitar with us? And that was it. And since 2010, it's like, you know, it's just kind of progressed into what it is. And it's it's great. It's 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 been a journey for sure. You know, 10 plus years, I think it is this year, actually. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's awesome. You guys have toured like Japan and stuff like that. Um, I, Mecca actually was the one that toured Japan. Uh, we had oh, plans okay. of trying to get out there at some point as like the full band. Uh, but you know, as far as right now, it's not looking like we're going anywhere. <laughs> no, I feel you. And it is a lot cheaper to send Mecca than everybody. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, so back in March, you released your first single rain and fire for your solo project, uh, just under your, you know, your name, Bobby Keller. Uh, tell me a little bit about how that came to be and you know, what you got coming up with that. Oh, absolutely. Thanks, man. Uh, it, it was something that, um, I've kind of always wanted to do. Uh, you know, I'm a huge, uh, shred guitar, like enthusiast and fan you know guys like steve Vai, uh andy timmons you know and even modern day guys like andy james uh angel vivaldi gus g those guys right now yeah. uh it's like it was kind of the time i felt it was right for me to do it especially with the time uh that that, that we're all kind of facing right now and um it was something that I was very excited about and uh you know very passionate about and you know thankfully when i did release it it was something that i think helped a lot of people or you know, could potentially help people, uh, you know, get through yeah. this hard time and stuff. So I thought it was my duty to just kind of put it out there. And, uh, you know, this, the, the, the response has been huge. I'm so thankful for everybody, you know, that's, that's, you know, shared, included in yourself and dig it. And, uh, mm. I'm really excited to release a uh, single number two here very soon. Uh, I'm getting ready to re- have a release date for that possibly, uh, next week. So, uh, we'll just see what happens. And I'm very excited about that. So, you know, Hey, I'm just kind of riding the wave. <laughs> Hell yeah. And uh, yeah, man. are you planning on putting out a full length or anything with that, like next year, or do you kind of are you like yeah, you said, are you just yeah. kind of yeah? The plan is to uh, hopefully release uh, this n- new single, uh, and then maybe like one or two others, and then having the full length album available, uh, you know, next year possibly. That'd be awesome. So, do you have any other music projects, or just those two? Um, actually, I do have another project. Uh, I just recently joined this year, uh, a band called New Dilemma. They're out of Orlando. Or oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Melbourne, you know, Cocoa, uh, Florida area, the, the coast. And uh, mm. they were 
recently uh, we reached the number 10 spot on the Foundation's Billboard Rock Charts uh, with yeah. our single. Yeah, it was great. It was, it's been great. And we're trying to plan on what to do next. And, uh, you know, it's just hard because you can't tour and, you know, all that stuff to promote the album and single as well. So it's just like, what's the next move? And we're just trying to figure that out as well. So, yeah, that's, that's been a, a fun, very fun project as well. So uh, shout out to my boys in New Dilemma. Oh, yeah, I look forward to that. So uh, if you don't mind, we can go on to the horror movies, if that works for you. Yes, please. This is <laughs> what I live for. Hell, yeah. So uh, if you don't mind, just tell me a little bit about maybe your relationship with horror movies growing up. And, you know, if you have any memories that you usually uh, go back to that deal with horror movies. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. Because I'll tell you, horror has been a huge part of my life. And um, I basically grew up you know, uh, reading comic books and, mm. you know, I lived up North in Connecticut and Massachusetts at one point. And, you know, I would get like chiller theater, uh, you know, creeping in at like public TV at late at night, you know, and I'd watch like the creature from the black lagoon and dragon. I saw all the classics and yeah. then I got into the famous monsters of Filmland magazines. And then I, you know, and like, and that's where the heavy metal, like the Eddie albums and, you know, the Iron Maiden albums and stuff, you know, it was just yeah. like it all caught my attention and it was very visual for me. And um, it was also kind of like a comfort because, uh, you know, I was moving around quite a bit when I was a kid. Uh, my, my parents had split up and stuff. And, you know, that was like my escape in a way. And, and uh, you know, I started collecting like all kinds of monster memorabilia uh, through eBay once I was old enough you know, to <laughs> kind of afford my own stuff. And, you yeah. know, it was just this passion that just stayed with me my whole life even to this day. And, and I'm a huge horror fanatic. I've got horror tattoos all over me and, and plans of getting some more. And it's just, you know, it's my love. It's my, my, my other passion besides music. Yeah. I know it's kind of hard to pin down a favorite when it comes to horror movies, but do you have an all time favorite uh, or at least a few that are up there? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I, th I think about this all the time and I kind of do it by like decades or whatever you want to call it but i mean yeah. my top my top movies are probably more classic like the creature from the black lagoon is probably my favorite if i had to name a favorite yeah. uh, i'm a huge creature fan you know always have been always will be and um you know then you got like bill lugosi who's like my other favorite you know dracula you can't beat that and mm -hmm. and uh you know and then if you get more modern like jaws that was a huge movie because i'm a huge shark fanatic as well you know me and my girlfriend celebrate shark week pretty much every week and it's just you know Hell yeah it is what it is but yeah it's those are probably my favorite my, my top three for sure Hell yeah and do you have a uh, like a favorite scene from jaws one that usually sticks out for you oh man the the scene that sticks out for me in jaws is uh probably uh that uss indianapolis part you know that that uh, robert shaw freaking just kind of ad-libbed you know about the the sinking of the ship uh out there and all the people get eaten, you know, that was a pretty intense moment. You know, even as a kid, I didn't really kind of understand what he was talking about. But as I've gotten older, I was like, wow, that's a pretty intense cinematic moment, you know. And then, of course, yeah. of course you know, the first moment when the, you see the leg drop to the bottom of the ocean. That was always fun. fun. <laughs> Hell yeah. And do you have any, uh, like, newer ones that stick out to you that you've seen recently? Or, you know, within the past, like, 15 or 20 years? Because with horror, you know, it goes so oh, far back to, like, the 30s. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, I love, uh, you know, all of the, uh, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street slasher films. I love all that mm -hmm. stuff. But, like, more modern day, I'd say, like, The Conjuring. Uh, I think those were great. Uh, I think, uh, you know, Paranormal Activity, too. That was, a, that, that first one really freaking scared the shit out of me. Yeah. And uh, I, I remember I slept with like the lights on for like three days. That's a true story. 
and uh you know stuff like that kind of i guess more movies that make it seem like it could really happen like you know it's like a based on a true story type thing that's always fucking phenomenal yeah i remember the uh the clap scene and the conjuring being scary as shit in the movie oh <laughs> yep yep i remember i sc- i scream yeah. <laughs> that one and then uh the one where they're she's like looking in the crawl space and then they're just like one of the uh like possession oh, yeah that's one thing I like about The Conjuring is uh, there's kind of like a couple different, you know, hauntings going on in the house. So there's not like one. I mean, there ends up being like one specific demon, you know, that latches itself onto the mom. Yeah, right but there's on. like yeah. a, you see a couple other ones within the, uh, you know, the film as well. That it kind of makes it like lend itself to the whole theory that if like one is finding a gateway, the other ones are trying to get through. So it's like absolutely. whatever the strongest one and stuff. So yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, no, it's absolutely. I, I think that's totally possible too. You know, it's like if one can happen, why not others? You know. Yeah. Well, being a big uh, horror fan, I don't want to skip the '80s and '90s. Do you have any uh, like favorites from oh, the '80s and '90s? Are you kidding? I I torture my girlfriend <laughs> with '80s and '90s horror movies. I mean, like, oh, Dead Alive is probably one of my favorites. I just rediscovered. Uh, you know, with all the gore and all the funny special effects, you know, it looks so cheesy today, but I love it. Yeah. I'm such a sucker for that. You know, of course, Robert England, Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, Halloween, uh, even Halloween 3, I'm a big fan of, you know, even though it has nothing to do with Michael Myers, but no, it's amazing. Of the Witch. Oh, yeah, it's a great. It's classic. You know, Critters is another favorite of mine. You know, Creature movies. I love those. Alien. I mean, there's so many. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just there's I'm like a horror just nerd. Like I I just subdue myself into it. I'm just like, oh, I love it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Do you remember the last one you saw in the uh, theaters before the COVID hit? The last actual horror movie I saw? Yeah. Uh, mm, in the theaters. I'm trying to think. Uh, you know, I think it was actually I think it was a, a, a rerun of The Lost Boys. Uh, there's oh, hell a theater. Yeah. yeah, there was a theater down here uh, called the Enzion Theater, and uh, they actually um, have access to all these old archive, you know, film reel- reels, and they showed it like from the original reel of when it came out, and it was fantastic. I mean, all the you know glitches and film, and you know the the, the grain or whatever you want to call it, it just gives it a great feel. And that was that was like the last time actually I think I've seen a major horror movie in a theater, which yeah. was awesome. It was, it was a great experience for sure. Was that before or after uh, Joel Schumacher passed away? Uh, that was actually before. It was okay. before. Yeah, yeah, it was before. Because when, when it did happen, I was like, oh, shit, you know, damn. Yeah. And then I instantly thought about that night, you know. No, definitely. Do you have a favorite scene from The Lost Boys? Oh, the, my favorite scene is probably the bridge scene. Uh, and I was Hell lucky yeah. enough to go see the bridge uh, with my girlfriend in California. And I thought it was always like lower to the ground, but it's actually it is high up. And I was like, oh, man, I wanted to hang from it and drop, you know, and <laughs> it didn't happen. But, yeah, that was probably my favorite scene. You know, it's just such a great, great movie. And the nostalgia of it, you know, it just makes you feel great and like a kid again. Yeah. Now, I think other than, of course, the ending when everything's going like chaotic in the house. Yeah. And they're fighting fighting all the vampires i think my favorite scene other than that one is when they stab uh, marco when they're all oh, yeah. like sleeping upside down because they all just start screaming when the blood's like going everywhere and shit they're like ah epic, she gets epic. Me weak every time epic epic so uh how do you feel about remakes and stuff like that do you usually t- try to stay away from them or do you tend to end up liking them more than you expect you know it's funny uh i have been asked that question before and um i love i 
it's 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 a it's a thin line because you know there have been remakes, I guess, that aren't as good and you know have obviously sucked, and yeah. everyone feels the same way. But yet there have been some that have been good, you know, and 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 um, uh, you know, like Evil Dead was actually not that bad. Yeah. Uh, you know, I thought it was actually pretty good, and and it's really just not that it's a remake. It's just hey, we're taking this and we're making it more relevant for today. And it's like, you know, you can always appreciate the original, but yet, you know, hey, maybe the, maybe the remake's good and give it a chance. But, you know, it's like eh, sometimes you just like, eh, like the Ninja Turtles. I couldn't I couldn't really stand the new Ninja Turtles because I was so, you know, attached to those, you know, yeah. cartoony looking and like the original movies. Like, you know, I was so attached to those. So I was like, I have a hard time accepting these, look, the way these guys look. But I gave it a chance, you know, <laughs> still Ninja Turtles. <laughs> No, I know exactly what you mean. I couldn't. Uh, I think I started the Ninja Turtles movie like one time, and I was like, "This is just awkward feeling," so I turned it off. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's just kind of like, uh, all right, <laughs> you yeah. just lose your attention, you know. One thing I love about the uh, Evil Dead remake is a lot of people say that it could fit in that. You know, uh, like you said, it's not necessarily a remake. It can fit in that sequel realm, like almost like the same people went to a cabin, and because they exactly. found a Necronomicon, it like forces the same events. So I like how yeah. they pretty much took that and. They didn't try to recreate Ash because that's one of the main things that will hurt a horror movie. Like when they did the uh, well remake or reboot or whatever is uh, like when they redid a Nightmare on Elm Street. I thought that was uh, awful. I was gonna I was gonna bring that one up because yeah. I I actually asked Robert England at a uh, horror convention here in Orlando uh, called Spooky Empire when he had first came, mm. and I had asked him. I was like, "How do you feel about the remake?" And he was so kind and so you know, generous with his time. And he actually said, he's like, I think Freddie lost a lot of strength in his character by the way of his facial structure. Yeah. Because like he didn't have that real long nose and it made him look more evil in a way, you know? And he was just like, I think he lost a lot of structure. And then the way they made him like, you know, they portrayed him to be not like the one he was in that nightmare and almost the original. Yeah. And he was like, it just didn't make sense. And I was like, I can't agree with you more. Oh my God. I thought that same thing. And then I was like, okay, dude, you got to leave. And I was like, shit. All right. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Hell but yeah, yeah I totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah, and they like took his eyebrows away too, which I know he didn't have like actual eyebrows, but they like they did them in a way that it took away like the look that he could give. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, it just it fucked up his scowl that the uh, you know that Robert England had so well. Because I mean, I, I saw what they were trying to do as far as the, like having him be more scary and not so witty and shit, which you know to add to the terror. And there's yeah. parts of that movie that are decent, but overall, the whole movie just kind of... I think the more, every time I rewatch it, I hate it more. <laughs> I know. <laughs> right, because you just notice it more. Absolutely. Yeah, but the, that's just to speak on what I was saying about, like, Evil Dead. It was They didn't try to recreate Ash, which was yeah. the perfect thing to do with an Evil Dead movie, because you're not going to recreate Bruce Campbell, and if you try, you're either going to have him be... <laughs> Feel <up> miserably. <laughs> yeah. It's either going to be nothing like the character because he's going to have to play it forward, or he's going to do Bruce Campbell and probably go over the top and make it too goofy, you know? So, yeah. You know, it was an excellent remake, and it was cool the way that they kind of just amped up the gore in a way that made it scary. Like, when she's... uh When that one girl cuts her, like, own face with the broken glass, that yeah, shit Yeah, that was insane. pretty epic. Yeah, I was like, oh, shit, they kind of stepped it up a little bit. I was like, and that was like, I, that was one of the other reasons, too. I was impressed. I was like, oh, OK. Yeah. Nice. And the way they paced it out, like in the first Evil Dead, like the back to the original, they, uh, you know, it kind of doesn't do much for the first maybe like 40 or 35 minutes of the movie. And yeah. then like the last like 30 minutes of the movie is just batshit crazy. 
Yeah. So it's like this one, they kind of did a good job of making some shit happen early and then like sprinkled some stuff throughout. But then, of course, it did go bad shit towards the end, but it did a better job of like I agree. those like gory things and stuff. So it kept it moving. Yeah, no, no, for sure. I agree. Yeah, that's actually a good point. Yeah. We can move on to the uh, hypothetical questions if that works. The uh, Sweet. Hell yeah. Would you ever want to score a horror movie if you were given the opportunity? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That would be like a dream come true. Like, because I mean, like just horror movies in general, like they really influence me musically, too. Like I could be in like a total Jaws mood, you yeah. know what I mean? Or and, and write some kind of breakdown, you know, that resolves around that, that tempo or that beat or those notes, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I would love to. Yeah, that would be that would be incredible. That would be absolutely amazing. If you can make that happen, let let me know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know uh, the only person I know that I've interviewed that said they're looking for people is Lloyd Kaufman. So if you want to try to do a trauma movie, <laughs> I love those movies too. Oh man, I was such a toxic crusader nut, man. Oh Hell yeah, great movies and the toys too. I had them all. I was like, damn, I shouldn't have sold those. <laughs> yeah. Now now they're. Uh, putting new ones together that look pretty cool though like super seven does some i and, love um, those i love yeah. those i'm so glad glad that they do those hell yeah if you got to choose what kind of uh horror movie you were going to do like a subgenre, like if you got to do a creature feature which i know you say you love creature features uh, so i love creature features or i would probably do something just very satanic like yeah real, just real heavy metal and evil like uh deathgasm was a favorite i love that movie i thought that was great uh, that, oh yeah it was so cool i love that just Mixing the heavy metal with the with the the blood and guts, I loved it, and you know the devil, so it it just happens. Yeah, you'd be able to make the internal movie music as well as the external movie music. Absolutely. Like Gasm, so. Yeah, absolutely. So if uh, with you doing your solo project, so you would definitely get the call on you know how to do it and everything. If somebody came up to you and said, "What are we gonna do for this next music video? We want to do a short film version of a horror movie." What horror movie, uh, like a remake of a horror movie, what horror movie would you choose? Oh, shit. That's a good question. Oh, man. You know what? I would probably want to do, like, oh, man, that's a really good one. Oh, man, because I've never really thought about that. But that's a really cool idea. Oh, shit. You know what? It would probably, (laughs) I would say it would probably have to do something from, like, Dracula, like Bela Lugosi. Uh, I think I would take it back to then. Uh, Hell yeah. or, or, or something like Frankenstein, you know, mummy ask, you know, so just something ancient and then kind of maybe put like a more modern feel to it. I would, I would, I would definitely think, you know, something like Dracula would be, be up my alley for sure. Hell yeah. If you could pick uh, any actor to play Dracula in your music video, who would you pick or would you want to play Dracula? I would probably play Dracula. <laughs> Hell yeah. I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> well, th- actually real quick. So if you play Dracula, if you could have any iconic horror director direct your music video, who would you choose? Oh, man. Uh, I would, oof. <laughs> you know, I would say, uh, ooh, man, that's a tough one, too. Oh, so many choices. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I would, I would probably go for, like, a Clive Barker. You know what I mean? Like, I would probably, I might go for some more, like, Hellraiser-esque, you know? Yeah, Clive Barker's like Dracula would be something excellent to see. I think. Yeah, you know, kind of just throw it, throw it like you know, no one would really kind of expect that. You know, they'd yeah. Be like, oh, you know, whatever. But I, I would probably try and just go for a loop and just see what would happen. Maybe it's real epic, you know. Hell yeah! And yeah that would be pretty at sick. the same time. Yeah. 
So it's kind of the similar. It's a very similar question, but it's uh, if you could have any musical instrument, you know, from a guitar to an amp to a, you know, the header cabinet and or a backdrop for a tour that was customized, you know, in a horror movie fashion. What uh, would you get? And uh, like, what horror movie would you get on it? And how uh, would you get it customized? Well, um, you know, I I will be the first to say, or probably not the first, but I I love. Uh, Metallica. I love Kirk Hammett, and he has some of the nicest ESP, oh, yeah. uh, you know, monster uh, guitars, and and I'm actually with them as well. So, I've I have asked like, hey, you know, could I do a Ouija board type graphic? And they're like, no, nope, that's Kirk's. And I'm like, well, shit. And yeah. then I'm like, well, what could I do? But I, I mean, I would probably actually, I would love to do a creature from the Black Lagoon guitar, even if. Uh, you know, it was like uh, black and white, you know, and had like the the creature on the front. Maybe his eyes glowed or some shit like that. Maybe uh, um, like his hands going up the fretboard or something like that. I, I I would if I and you know if it you know didn't cost anything. Yeah, I would probably do something pretty cool like that or creature themed in some way. Hell yeah! No, I know exactly what you mean. Uh, Kirk Hammett does have like the sickest guitars, but it would I know it, like it sucks when you have the same company and the same yeah. interests because it's like <laughs> how do you be like what? Is, let Kirk Hammond take a back seat one time. <laughs> man, I'm like, come on, man. Let me get a mummy guitar. But, you know, it doesn't happen that way. But yeah. It's yeah, cool, though, because I appreciate him. You know, I've seen him up close, too. And, and, and just the, the, the craftsmanship, craftsmanship. And, you know, he picks, like, the good movies that not uh, many people are like, oh, what's that? You know, but maybe yeah. we know because of him. So, you know, it's pretty cool, too, that he's spreading the, the word in a way. No, hell yeah, definitely. Especially the little kids that look at Metallica, because they would yeah, be exactly. If their parents aren't into, like... You know, because a lot of people, unless you're like into horror, you're definitely not rewatching like the universal stuff. So it would definitely introduce a younger crowd to that stuff for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But well, pretty much uh, my last question for you is, do you have any uh, horror stories of your own from either being on the road or anything that's less supernatural uh, that you feel yeah. has happened to you? Yeah, actually, you know what? I, it's funny because uh, I do. I have a I have a weird, crazy supernatural story um, that. OK, so. In my house at one point, in my old house I used to live in, mm. uh, I had a bunch of horror movie posters all over the walls. And anybody that knew me or had visited, they knew they know what I'm talking about. I mean, my walls were plastered. Yeah. And the frame and the, the posters were in frames. But there was this one poster. Uh, it was actually a Tromaville uh, poster. Uh, it was by my bedroom door. And I had nailed it to the wall because I was just too lazy to get a frame or whatever. whatever. Mm. So this one night... Uh, I was asleep and I was having a dream that I remember it was like real brutal and it was like real like metal like it was like I was running through this closet and all the clothes were like hanging meat like it was like a meat locker but I was just like pushing all these huge like meat carcasses out of the way and then I'm like trying to find my way out and then like I end up like seeing this goat head that was on the wall and it's like covered in blood. And I was like, man, that's pretty freaking metal, man. But what the hell am I doing here? So then I woke up and I was like kind of in and out of it and I wasn't really paying attention. And my dog was sleeping at the bottom of the bed and he actually woke up with me and started staring out of the bedroom door and he wouldn't stop staring. Mm. And I was like, what are you looking at? You know, it was like three, four, whatever it was in the morning. And I look and I swear to you, I saw some sort of like shadow figure or something that was there. And I didn't really pay attention to it. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm half asleep, whatever. And I put my head down, went to sleep. The next morning, I woke up 
and I kind of forgot about what happened. And I looked down and I saw that poster and it had been ripped off the wall because it was nailed. Yeah. So I was like, there's no reason for that poster to have fallen off the wall. And I could see where the poster was like, it looked like it was pulled down because of there was paper still stuck, yeah. like where the nails were. And I was like, I know what this looks like because I've done this, you know? And I was just like, what the hell was that all about? And then that was it. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah, yeah that's that, was, that was real. That was a pretty scary dream, but or whatever happened. But yeah, I think that's like the first time I've ever told that story, like publicly, too. <laughs> so Hell you're yeah. the first one to get that one. Hell yeah. No, that's creepy as shit. I'd probably uh, throw out the poster first and see if that yeah, gets away. The haunting and... Right. It shows up again in my house, like the new house. Like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> you you open up the back of the toilet one day because it's just not working right. And it's just in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a awesome. great. That is a great B movie for like Shudder. Like, I yeah. would love to see something like that. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> the first haunting, like when they throw a doll out or something, it's yeah. just in the back of the toilet. <laughs> that needs to be a creep show episode. <laughs> oh, there you go. Perfect. Oh, I love creep show too, man. Oh, awesome. Oh, yeah. Did you watch the uh, new series at all? I did. I thought I thought it was really, really good. And, and uh, you know, Greg Nicotero, I'm a huge fan of him. Yeah. Uh, such a kind, nice guy. And man, does he pay attention to the art, not pay homage to the classics. And, yeah. uh, you know, he also kind of reinvented a lot of things and, and uh, you know, seeing his input on a lot of things and kind of keeping it classic. But yet, you know, putting a kind of a modern spin on it. I thought it was great. I thought it was great. You know, and, and I, I, uh, I really enjoyed those for sure and watched them. I've watched them hundreds of times already. So, it's just, <laughs> you know. No, I appreciate it myself. I like how he kind of did something different every uh, episode and stuff. You know, you get some body yeah. horror, you get some like haunting style stuff, then you get some just straight like humor style stuff. That's uh, it's cool. Kind of funny. It's the like time, his, so. it's like his resume. You know, it's like he kind of yeah. threw a different. You know, yeah, like the 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 minor genres within horror. Like he kind of gave you one of each, which was really cool. And it's like, wow, you know that that says a lot about somebody too. You know, and all the guys, all the people that were involved as well. Yeah. No, definitely. Well, I appreciate you coming on, man. Do you want to uh, promote anything before you head out? Oh, man. Well, I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, look out for my new single. I'm sure it's going to be released here very soon. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm very excited uh, with everything going on. Thank you, everybody, so much. Thank you for having me, Tim. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Uh, yes, sir. I appreciate you. Horror movies for life, heavy metal forever. <laughs> and uh, you can find me and my music on every major platform and on my website, uh, www.bobbykellerofficial.com. And uh, I look forward to the world getting back to normal and all that stuff, too. So cheers. Oh, yeah. I appreciate you, man. Absolutely. So as always, I just want to say thanks again for listening. And make sure you check back next week as my guest is going to be the one and only Larry Dwyer, owner and operator of Connecticut Cult Classics and part of the crew over at the Horror News Network, which they are also responsible for the Connecticut Horror Fest. So he's a big part in putting that together every year. And he's also one of the original members of Hatebreed. So make sure you check back next week for that. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as I'll be dropping the full lineup for October. Check out Loudmouth Threads who do this awesome original podcast artwork and stay safe.